Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be part of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes all around. Good vibes all around. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden's Budby. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. So I didn't hit record the first time, so now it's recording. John, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. So this is episode 25 of the Holy Puck podcast. Somehow we're still going, even though the season's over. So the pen's won. There it is. Whatever. Um, so we're going to talk about the off-season moves, the trades, the pending trades, because obviously free agency kicks off July 1, which is in mm-hmm. uh, seven days from now. So we're, you know, if I was to ask you, Cam, what do you prefer better, the Stanley Cup playoffs or the off-season free agency, what would you pick? I don't even know. <laughs> I was- it, it would probably depend who's in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I mean, you know, the San Jose Pittsburgh series did become a little flaccid towards the end. So, I based feel like off it was the kind of boring most of the time that we've seen, I'd probably say the trade period. Well, in the last few years, like exactly, I agree. I, I love I, I love the uh, the trade period. Even if, I don't know, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe next year it's actually going to be a decent final that we're all going to enjoy. Maybe well, not. I think, I think I worked out why, though. It's because I conceded many years ago that I don't possess the uh, the skill set and the prowess to become a professional athlete, but I still believe somewhere in my mind that I've got the skill set to be a general manager. So I think focusing on the off-season and trades and whatnot, I can really sink my teeth into it. I can be like, you know what? Fuck you. I can do a better job than you. Ah, uh, yes. Classic couch GMing, Cam. Well done. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. I actually think I could do a better job than most <laughs> of these Let me start bums. by saying, Cam, here we go. Yeah, I reckon I actually could do a better job than most of these bums. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Anyway, so we're just going to you know be real what? short. Be- before we get into it, there's one other thing I need to talk about before I forget about it. What is it? So you know hockey's newest fan, Tony X, the, the guy that live-tweeted the St. Louis Blues game saying, oh my God, white people have been hiding hockey from us? Uh, yes, the, the physical... Um, like spirit animal of crying Jordan. Yeah, so he the, the league paid for him. Like they got him a plane ticket to Vegas to come to the NHL Awards today to present. And he <laughs> fucking no showed. Oh, like he got on the plane, but it's... like he he accepted the ticket apparently, and he got the flight allegedly. And then he's just like, eh, fuck this, and probably got to Vegas and just went and partied and like stood them up. Well, you know what? I actually backed that. I back it huge. Like that's incredible. <laughs> that's that's the most hockey punk thing ever. Is like, yeah, fuck you, Batman. Yeah, I was gonna say middle finger to, to all go of the, the power brokers. It's like, fuck you. I I just discovered hockey, and yeah, it's great and all, but y'all are too white for me. Sorry about that. Yeah, exactly. But now sorry, that we've covered twenty X, like you said, we are going to discuss uh, you know off season movements, and I've taken the liberty of dividing these movements up into five core categories. Would you like to hear what they are, John? Um, well, I already know what they are, but perhaps our listeners would like to, Cam. Yeah, good call. So we're going to break them <laughs> Thanks, man. Up. So re-ups, players uh, re-signing with their existing team, trades, free agent signings, collegiate signings, so players straight out of college. And the final section will be hot takes, so players who are yet to you know, be signed or traded or walked or anything like that, but who are heavily rumored as to where they're going to be going. Yes. And we like the rumors because we love to speculate. 
Yeah, speculation is always great. So, Will, what do you, here's one for you. What do you prefer doing, speculating or fornicating? Ooh, line ball for me. Yeah, line ball, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, solid line ball. Probably a good five and a half out of ten. Maybe that could be a new segment, speculate or fornicate. Yeah, that could be great. Maybe we'll add it to the list. Add it to the list. To fuck or free agent? That is the question. Fuck or free agent? Wow, wow. I would probably free agent. Fuck podcast June twenty three. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. I would. I would probably. I'd probably free agent to be honest. Yeah, to fuck or free agent? That is the question. Yeah. Wow. Super existential. Sartre would be proud. Anyway. Um, so let's talk about re-ups and who you've been, who's recently been re-signed. The list is a little shallow because of, I guess, the, the amount of players coming into, coming into um, either the, um, what do you call it? What's the, the last, the second last year of their play of their um, deal? It's very shallow this year. So there's a lot more in the free agent market. So the re-ups is not that big this year. So Cam Ward picked up for some, some reason, Carolina signed him for another two years, which makes no sense whatsoever. But they resigned him anyway. Deal though, because they got the two years for six point six mil. And um, I heard that he waived his um, no trade clause out of his as of extension. So they gave him a decent amount of cash, but they also got a better deal in the end, whereas they can trade him next year for nothing. So well, yeah, it worked like perfectly for them. Be, he, he opted not to pursue free agency to take the deal. So. Look, all, all it tells us is that Cam Ward's a good dude. He's obviously got a good relationship with the Hurricanes. And he's probably at the point, not just in his career, but his life, where he's like, you know what? I like my surrounds. It's comfortable. I'm used to it. I'm going to I'm gonna stay. Like, that, that kind of deal tells me that hockey's probably not the number one priority in his life. It was probably a good fit for his family. Oh, well, what a good story. Rubbish goaltender, but great story nonetheless. Um, Riley Sheehan's re-signed with the Wings for a two-year deal, valued at $2.075 million a season. Again, quite a team-friendly, cap-friendly, term-friendly deal. Um, he's not, you know, he's not an all-star. He's not even a top-line player, but he's a good depth player, and that's a good little good little win for them that they can lock away some of these bit players for reasonable money because they're going to need that money to throw at your boy's stammer. Yeah, but let's be honest, obviously a smooth agent. Give him... Give him the seven five. Come on, just give him give him the point seven five. Just do it. Just do well, it. Give him the pay just rise. Helps, just helps him out with the tax bill. He's like, look, throw us another couple of hundred. You know, throw, throw us fractions of a thousand. Just yeah, just start, work with me. Great, great agenting. Um, so the Ducks have obviously signed Sammy Vatnin to for another four year deal. Um, Love this deal. Yep. Love it. You know, it's just a few shy of 20 mil for the four years. So putting them under the five mil a year, um, I'd imagine there'd be a five mil a year year in there with splitting the rest as fours. But it's not too bad. I think it's a good deal. It's about time they... Do you know, do you know who young defensemen must be hating right now? <laughs> Morgan Morgan Riley's agent for yeah. agreeing to such a friendly deal with the Leafs and Lou Lamariello because now every other agent's like, Fuck you! You've you've established market value, and we have to accept a more reasonable amount. Yeah, well, because of the amount of the the amount of money that's been splashed on Demon over the last few years has seen the market increase exponentially for no good reason. Um, ah, yes, the splash of the plums. Yeah, exactly. So it's been rubbish. Um, you know. So that's been not so good over the last few years, and um, the last one is um, coming out of Canada. Which is bizarre. Um, what? Because what? Because a Canadian did something proactive in the off season. 
No, I'm just surprised that the Canucks are re-signing people, to be honest. I thought they'd be buying up. I like this kid, though, Sven Barski. Uh, two-year deal. It's going to get him 3.7 mil. Good on him because he was a uh, former 13th overall pick in 2011 and he couldn't stick with the Flames. So I'm, I'm glad he's found a home. I mean, admittedly, it's Vancouver. Like, it's yeah. not somewhere I would want to play, but, you know. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to play there. Um, but no. let's move on to buyouts because this is always interesting. There's a lo- always a lot more going on in a buyout situation that appears on the surface. So to kick it off, the Leafs bought out Jerry Cowan, which... Kind of makes, expected, kinda makes sense, to be honest. damage in the FNUF trade. Yeah, but also, let's be honest, like, come on. Um, so I think that is that is what it is. He'll probably end up going to another team as a rental and bounce around for a, probably a year oh, or two. I wouldn't I wouldn't be so sure, to be honest, because another team could pick him up for six to $800,000, quite honestly, and he could be a very serviceable... Are you suggesting um, that, that's, that he's potentially... Uh, a sleeper in terms of the what he brings to a team for what you have to pay for him. Yeah, look, I mean, I just think he's one of those dudes, like, you're not going to pay through the nose for him. And if he gives you 15 minutes a night and doesn't make a fucking ridiculous turnover, you've probably got your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And predictably, the Flyers brought out RJ Umberger, which, let's be honest... Oh. Even he knew that was coming. Like, he probably <laughs> asked them to. He's like, you know what? This has been a fucking embarrassment. Get me out of here. Can you imagine how that would have gone down with his with his agent? They probably just would have told the agent to leave the room. Like, everyone knows what's going on here. There's no negotiating. <laughs> Everyone's well, really on I'm, the same I'm page. I'm assuming RJ Umberger's agents, like, probably his Uncle Chuck or something. He's like, oh, just Chuck, 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 just get out. I've got it, Chuck. Chuck, go and get a hot dog or something. Just relax. Chuck, oh. fuck off. Go validate your parking and leave. I've got this. My name's RJ, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be fair, he's probably just... He's like... He wouldn't even have said, go and validate your parking. He's like, just just, just pull the Seville around and then we'll just drive <laughs> home in 20 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> call it a spade a spade. All right, so... I assumed, he, I assumed he drove there in a Prius, but that's cool. That works. Wow. No, I would I would assume the caddy. But anyway. Anyway. Um... Let trades, us son. talk about the more interesting piece here, which is the trades. All right. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off. The Florida Panthers traded our hulking D-man, Eric Goodbranson, who I'm a big fan of, uh, and their 2016 fifth rounder to the Nucks for Jared McCann, their 2016 second rounder, and their 2016 fourth rounder. Um, I kind of feel like the Panthers have made out like bandits out of this again, because <laughs> even though Goodbranson's a good player and a good name, he only had a year left on his deal, and they didn't seem to be in love with him. Yeah, and, and secondly... And obviously, this links into the other trade today, where they acquired um, they acquired the negotiating rights originally, and then today they signed Yandel for seven years. So, I mean, they've lost Goodbranson, and they've acquired Yandel. Yeah, I'd probably say that's a significant upgrade on your blue line. Yeah, and keep in mind, they've still got a shed load of picks up their sleeves, so they can still build that yep. farm. So they're not really giving anything up. And to be fair, they really only lost a second and a fourth. So it's looking pretty good. And they picked out Keith Jandel. So who are we to hate? Dude, look at their defense now, right? You've got Keith Yandel. You've got Aaron Ekblad. You've got Dmitry Kulikov. Yeah, like it's pretty good. That's pretty fucking pretty good. good. Pretty good. Look, right. we may as well finish rounding out the Yandel snippet while we're here. So like we said, the Rags originally traded the negotiating rights for old Keithy boy to the Panthers. And then that's become a deal today. Um, the Rangers received the Panthers 2016 sixth rounder and a conditional 2017 fourth rounder, which they now get. Yes. Uh, 
and Yandel was given a seven-year deal at six point three five mil a season with a full no movement clause for the first six years. Yeah, woo! That's putting some faith in a dude who's how old is he now? He's in his mid thirties, isn't he? No, he's only I think he's smack bang on thirty. So realistically, that's pretty good because you know prime defenseman age. And he gets to move to Florida. Years, even if his final eighteen months is kind of shitty, it's not too bad. Yeah, and I mean. Being a rich guy in Florida can't be that bad. Like, you know, can't be, it, it can't be that bad. That's and all what, I'm saying. What people seem to be overlooking here as well, and this is the most important bit, is that our boy Keith, and I say our boy because we've always liked him. Yeah, he played true. in a warm climate. He played in Arizona. That's then he right. went to New York. It was a bit frosty. He's going back to Florida. It's hot. Keith Yandel can get back in the sandals. Keith Yandels. We like we're. I was just about to say, like, it's seeing him in sandals is going to be so good. Just, just for my general well-being, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they're like, oh, Keith, are you going to go to the morning skate today? He's like, no, but I'm playing shuttleboard on South Beach. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? All right, so let's let's round this this uh this last one out. There's only a few left um in our list so far. So the Blackhawks, uh, the Whackhawks, exactly. So they traded Brian Bickle's insane contract and okay. Tara Vinen, um to the to, to the Carolina Hurricanes, um oh, who Kings, I think actually Kings did quite well out of it. I think they did very well out of it because they picked up the gun in Teravainen and they picked up Bickle, who was quite serviceable for them because they've got no one else. So I think it's great. I think it's, it's a really well, good move for them. Well, look, for Bickle, I mean, look, it's it pretty much... The Canes aren't like a high-spending team, so his extra budget isn't going to kill them. They get Teravainen out of it, and really they've only given up a second and third round pick for both of them. Picks are they... a gamble. Teravainen... You know, he wasn't going to crack the... He, he hadn't stuck on those top two Hawks lines yet. Fuck it. This is a win for everybody. Yeah, um, he could almost potentially stick right up into the top line for yeah. Carolina almost immediately, which will then, essentially, they've got another, what is it, 15 picks or something this year. They don't, they're, these are throwaway picks that they don't even care about, and they pick up a gun, which they can then use to you know, bring his already bolstered NHL experience to a very young squad. So I think it's a great move. It's a great move for everyone. I'm into it. Tell you what I'm more into. Um, the Yotes originally trading uh, a fifth-round pick to Dallas for the negotiating rights to Alex Goligoski, and now they've turned those rights into a five-year, $5.475 million a season deal with Mr. Goligoski. Yeah, so we were speaking about Goligoski being traded much earlier this season. Um, yes, we were. We, we thought, um, who, who do we think was going to grab him? Uh, one of the East no. Coast teams. Can't remember and probably not really relevant, but yeah. Yay. But the point is, we were right about him being traded, so there's that. Well, you're now looking at Oliver ekman Larson's uh, new defensive partner, so I think the Yotes just got a, got a hell of a lot better down back as well. Good stuff. Yeah, and they didn't have to really do much for it. Because again, they see a lot of these trades, especially the the just before the 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 real like red hot trade period kicks off, are usually just good moves where the GMs have had a lot of time to think. Like obviously, the Yotes GMs had heaps of time to think, and to be fair, the Carolina Hurricanes GMs had months to think about mm. what he's going to do and who he's interested in. And obviously they approached the Whackhawks specifically for Teravainen. So oh, yeah. getting Bickle was just a bit of a plus for them. So in terms of the, the Ducks, our number one hated team at the moment, um, they offloaded Freddie Anderson to the Leafs and he inked a $5.5 million a year, five-year deal with them um, yeah. earlier this week. 
I think this is a good move for the Leafs, which means then that Bernier must be on the move. Well, how's this, right? Like, yeah, I'm pretty into this deal because, I mean, it gives Toronto a very clear number one. They've got a clear number one defenseman. They're going to have a clear number one centre. And yeah, 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 all these good pieces that are going to make it an attractive location for other players. A lot of people are ragging on this trade saying, oh, the Leafs jumped too soon. They should have seen what they could get on open market. No, I think Anderson's this is a smart move mistakes. for them. I'm like, yeah, Anderson's made mistakes. He's also a fucking young goalie. This is good GMing, I think. Yeah, I've got no problem with this. You know what? Shut the fuck up, everyone else. Yeah, I agree. So, before we sign off, we've got a couple minutes left. Um, well, I, can, I, I've got I was going to give you this time. one. I was going to let you. I was going to let you talk this through because, let's be honest, you banged on about this for many weeks on the podcast, and let's just say. I love seeing you with egg and or sperm all over your face. So let's just say <laughs> that you have seriously blown it and I want to hear your retort, son. All right. So the Nashville Predators signed away Jimmy Vesey's exclusive negotiating rights to the Buffalo <laughs> Safety. Meaning, <laughs> shut up. Meaning they and they alone can speak to him. However, there's a wrinkle to it. Oh, tell me more, Cam. There is a wrinkle to it. So... VC and his agent have both said very clearly, this doesn't change our thinking at all. We are still the masters of our own destiny. We are still going to explore free agency as of August 15th and make the decision ourselves. Ah, I see. However, VC has a very close relationship with Sabres center Jack Eichel. They played together at Boston College. They sure did. What, what has emerged today? Now, this could just be Reddit rumor-mongering at its finest, but it's a it little well too be. precise for it to be just a rumor. Essentially, what's being said is that VC and his family are very good friends with the Hayes family. The Hayes, who, of course, have two players in the NHL, Jimmy in Boston and Kevin in the New York Rangers. Yes. They don't necessarily appreciate the frosty manner that Jimmy has been treated by the Boston public this year. So he's a hometown boy from Dorchester, I believe, and he came to play for the hometown Bruins. Didn't have a great year, and as we know, the Boston fans hold the local kids up to a very high level of expectation and they've been pretty savage to him. I don't know if Jimmy's been complaining. I don't know if his family's been complaining, but it seems somewhere along the line, maybe maybe they've had a barbecue. They've gone, oh, you know what? Playing for the hometown team's not that fucking great. Yeah, because you'll get smashed. Because day if you're not doing it, out. you're going to get crucified. So that's perhaps right. that has contributed to VC's decision to look elsewhere. If that's the case... I'll be super salty about it, but also I do understand because at the end of the day, hockey's your work. Who wants to go to work all day and get shit canned for doing a still still a pretty good job? Exactly. And I mean, we saw the same thing. Um, I, I would suggest one of the key motivators for Phil Kessel up, jumping up and leaving was how brutal the media were in Canada and similarly with um, James Ryman. I so hated it. I, I, can, I can only imagine him looking at the you know other stars who are potentially home stars uh, hometown stars as well going fuck that um, because that's definitely something that no professional player wants to not only be brand new in a, in a in a professional league but be being crucified week after week i think it's tough man so whilst yes well, it's, been, it's uh, left with thought too because i mean look yandel obviously got paid out the nose by um by the Panthers, and obviously there's no state income tax in Florida, so there's that as well. But, I mean, you know, maybe it's something that was weighing on Yandel's mind as well. He's a Boston kid. Maybe it's like, fuck, I don't want to go home and get crucified by the Boston public. Yeah, man, why would you want to? Um, so, so like, 
could could just be vicious rumor mongering, but it's pretty specific and on point. So it'd be interesting to see what comes out. Yeah, man, and that's why I'm like, I think it's absolutely hilarious that um, this is all gone in a very public and hilarious um, about face and twists and turns. I don't know. I, I read an article today that suggested that he would be stupid to be um, necessarily pursuing any particular team up until the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm in two minds. But that being said, I just think it's funny that you've been burned. Anyway, let's talk about hot our hot takes and what we see is going to happen or has happened that we find particularly interesting. Talk right. about Jonathan Drouin. Jonathan Drouin has formally pulled his trade request and wants to stay with Tampa Bay. This wow. makes Steve Eisenman the Jedi Master. And a fucking legend. Um, the Isles. He is the Emperor. He is Yoda. He is Darth Vader. He's everything. He is, he, he is all powerful. He just gets it done. He's all seeing. He's all knowing. He's Stevie about Stevie Stamkos. He's like, whatever, mate. I'll make it work. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Anyway, so the Isles are confirmed that Ocposo will not be staying with them and is it going to be pursuing free agency this year? Yeah, so this is a really interesting one because I see three teams being a good fit for him. Um, he, Even though he's not like a, an overly huge dude, like I think he's six foot one or whatever, he does play like that heavy-handed kind of power forward role. He does get in there and win dirty pucks. I think there's three teams that are a good fit for him and that are going to look at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, team one, Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. If they can move or buy out Vanek, I think they'll check him out. He's been connected to Minnesota a couple of times. so And that's just that's just the that's where I'm from thing. But I yeah. actually do think they're a good fit play-wise for him. I think they uh, need I think him. Option two that's a good fit for him now that they've lost out likely on Jimmy Vesey is the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Because I think you would move Matt Bolesky to Krejci's right wing out to sorry, you would leave Bolesky on Krejci's left wing, and you would dump off Poso in on the right wing. Or option three: now that Milan Lucic has said he has not been able to strike a deal with the LA Kings, I think the Kings would be wise to reach out to Oposo and go, "Would your family like to come and live somewhere sunny and earn six million a year?" Hmm. It is definitely possible. I'm interested to see where Luch goes. Hmm. Um, uh, Luch is going to the Nucks or the Oilers for sure. Yeah, like, I, I think we'll the, be seeing the hometown him in the Nucks, Nucks or his former BFF, former Bruins GM Peter Chiarelli will take him back to Edmonton. Yeah, I have a feeling that he's gonna gonna land in a Canucks jersey, but that's just that. On the landing on the Oilers as well, they have finally come out and said that Taylor Hall is up for grabs. Looking at obviously the Islanders off the back of that conversation, and the Bruins again, who have been in the market for him a couple of times and in the running, I would suggest we're going to see a pretty decent Hail Mary trade here from someone out of the blue. I'm keen to see it happen. I do not think it will be another Canadian team. It'll either be someone East Coast. Um, you may even see someone like one of the Floridian teams have a crack as well. I, th- I think the Isles and the Bees are probably the most likely landing spots. So, um, Style-wise, he fits him really well. For the Islanders, it's quite obvious that if they're losing Ocposo and they want to dump in another hard-nosed forward, then Taylor Hall's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, physically and playing style-wise, the same can be said for Boston. Um, and both teams have something they want. The Oilers desperately want to update their D. Um, what I would see happening is the Isles would throw on Travis Hamannick, the Bs, potentially. This is the one I find more interesting. Again, 
former Bruins GM Chiarelli at the helm in Edmonton. Do you think it would be good for him? He goes, you know what? Give me Luch for his last two years and he can groom my young defensemen so that in two years when Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and all my young guys are ready to roll, my defensemen can keep up with them because they've learned from one of the best and we can hit it. Mm, I do not see Boston ever trading with Edmonton. I 100% do because I think Chiarelli, um, Chiarelli doesn't care. And if he if he comes to them and says, look, I know you want to get Chara off your books because you want to make your moves for the future, I could use him for the last two years of his contract. We've got a working relationship already. He's done it with another Bruin, obviously, because they had Andrew Ferrance. Like, obviously, mm. that move was done before he got there, but there's rapport there. Um, the other one is to Chiarelli loves McQuaid. He loves his big, lumbering, hulking defenseman. Well, you know what? I I'm interested to see how it plays out because we love this. We love this time of year. We love to couch GM um, slash chair GM slash toilet GM. Um, so well, exactly. But you know, what's going on in Boston? There, there's obviously got a lot of moves coming up. They've obviously gone all in on Kevin Shattenkirk, who will obviously be the. Uh, the what do you call it the, the padawan learner there who obviously be taking over from chara as their number one d-man um it's well, potentially freeing up some firm offer too they've come out and they have. Upset. that's we, why i said all in. you a first you round pick and a prospect for him um considering there's only one year left on his deal um i reckon st louis would find that pretty intriguing i agree um, speaking of st louis moves they are also allowing Bacchus to explore free agency um off the back of his strong playoff showing, I would suggest that there's very clearly quite a few suitors out there that are going to go for him. I yep. think we'll see him at one of the big rebuilding teams. So we could see him at a, I would suggest a Buffalo, or we may even see him land in one of the Canadian teams. But there's obviously a lot of suitors out there for a big dude like him. So I think there's... I would love to see him in San Jose, depending on what they do with Marlowe. Well, they've got to find a suitor for him, and that's going to be a tough slog because obviously when he cracked it earlier this season, things were pretty tough, as in mm. they were finding it very difficult to move him, and I think they're going to find the same thing unless um, they're able to get him to shake the ridiculous clauses on his contract and open up his mind to other teams to trade to. So... If he's not willing to do that, they're cooked. Um, the only, and the other one of note today is with um, Florida signing of Yandel. Um, everyone believes that's going to push Brian Campbell out the door as a free agent. Um, the smart money is on him taking a pay cut and going back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now that they've picked up a bit of picked up a bit of room. Um, they've probably I, I, well, they're very good at, at bringing back their their old sons, and they've been doing that for years. So. I think we'll see that happen. I do. Hey, just to wrap it up, because tonight was just going to be a good time, not a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we're NHL at 26 Award. minutes, Cam, so keep rolling. Uh, the NHL Awards were today, hosted by Will Arnett. Hilarious. Awesome. Oh, um, yes. I did like his little jab at the NBA when he said, oh, tonight's show scripted like the NBA playoffs. Uh-huh. Uh... Um, let's just give you a real quick run through the awards that actually mean something. So Panera won the Calder. Um Valid, we back it. Uh, Holtby won the uh, Vesna. Valid, we back it. Kopitar won the Selkie and Lady Bing. Again, valid, we back it. 
my boy drew the Doughboy Dowdy upended Eric Carlson for the Norris. Suck <laughs> shit, you know it all, Senators fans that got into me on Twitter. <laughs> of which there were way too dozens, many. Like dozens way of them many. saying, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're a assholes. If you're purely grasping at stats, you're not getting it. Every Canadian forward who's played on an international team has said, there is no one else that you want driving your play than Drew Doughty. He is the best. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. When the, when the best forwards in the world say no defender better sets us up to score and, and keep the puck out of our own net, that's all I need to know. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. But I, what I will say about, because we spent quite a bit of time today looking through the voting on each of the awards. And let me just say, let me just say, there are some dudes that get to vote that have fucking shit for brains. Oh, yeah. No, no <laughs> business with the vote. But let's be fair. Holy shit, a hard-on for LA. Oh, my God. Yeah, true. Um, the rest of the awards, Trotz won the Jack Adams. Makes yeah, sense. He was at the helm of the President's Trophy winners. Uh, Ovechkin won the Rocket. Giordano won the Foundation Award. Uh, Weber for the Messier Leadership Award. Yaga, the Masterton. Rutherford, the GM. Henrik Sedin, the King Clancy, um, Anderson and Gibbo, the William M. Jennings. Unfortunately. Ah, yes. Unfortunately. Patrick Arshat Kane picked up the Art Ross, the Hart, and the Ted Lindsay trophies. That's cool. I'm not the kind of person that's interested in celebrating a sex offender, alleged sex offender. Oh, sorry. Um, Inverted commas, should we say. Yeah, good on on you guys for throwing in votes. Um, I'm not so quick to forget. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and so many dudes want to punch him in the face and have suggested that we punch him in the face. <laughs> so you know what? This is a virtual punch in the face. Fuck you, Patty yeah. Kane. I mean, look, I get it. He scored a shit ton of goals and points this year. He's a very gifted hockey player. You're still an ass hat. I'm not interested in celebrating ass hats, so whatever. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, whatever. I mean, what I will say is the awards are kind of hilarious um sometimes because when we were looking through some of the votes and particularly the low end votes um Mm. just looking at like obviously the dudes that have shit for brains or just voted for their play their favorite player which made no sense like i think joe thornton got like a couple of votes for the lady bing award like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) go i know it's hilarious anyway so i think that just about takes us up to the end of the show so Certainly we're, does, John. we're, we're Certainly rolling on does. quite a, a solid half hour here, including, sorry, excluding intros and outros, which are pretty mad. So, uh, you know, pretty good app next. So if we just still obviously have the big full season wrap coming and we'll also have a end of trade se- trade. Uh, what, we, what do we call it? What do we call it? The, the, the trade deadline trade player movement, player yeah, movement, player movement. Se- like if we like the, the player movement wrap. It's probably one of our favorite of the year. Um, so we'll we'll do another extended show there, um, but obviously coming up is a big 90-odd-minute episode that we're still working on. It's quite a long one because we've got to go back through all of our old episodes and well, drag up some, some things that we've that, said. It's, it's going to be a long night, that one. I've got some news on that, though, John. It looks like, with the way things are shaping up, we will be doing that 90-minute end-of-season wrap on camera whilst I'm getting the Phil Castle tattoo. Yeah, true story. <laughs> So it looks like this is going to be happening on Wednesday, July 13. Uh, and if it's a video one and we've got a little bit of editing to do, realistically, we'll get it up online that weekend. 
Yeah, um, so realistically, so I'll need plug, two or three days to you pull guys it together. Are, you guys are absolute savages, and we've almost hit our fundraising target for the tattoo already, which is ridiculous. We're only 75 bucks off, so go ahead, wrangle up that cash, get the last of it in, and uh, we will go and make dreams come true by way of ruining my life. To be fair, your life is actually, someone just kicked in 25 bucks. What a fucking legend. That's ridiculous. You people are amazing. On that, though, um, John and I are currently working on, for season two of Holy Puck, we're working on T-shirt design. So everybody who donates, we're going to uh, get in touch with you and we're going to give you a free shirt as well. True story. Once it's printed, True story. So that's good news. So we're going to put out some designs as well. They're going to land on the website and the gram. Um, let's this, be honest the designs are definitely going to include torts uh let's be honest that is the first one we're doing because i need a torts t-shirt in my life yeah so who does, um yeah who brilliant so yeah go check out the gofundme though we've now only got 50 bucks to make up i'm gonna get the tattoo it's gonna be great we're gonna video it the show's gonna be awesome and if you hook us up and you help us out then uh yeah when we do the shirts we'll track you down and give you a free one Mad. all right so there it is man episode 25 done in the books